This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Look out, takes, Almunia saves, knock out, follows in, Almunia saves again. And now Watford are on the counter-attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini! I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Dini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Hello, you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Carl. And I'm Peter. And Justin's still on holiday. It. Anyway, Look at that. There we go. Joining us is Ant from, from Roker Report. Last time we'd spoken to you, obviously, we were asking for special favours when it came to facing a certain team in a certain playoff semi-final. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all right. We've had... We- We've spoken to Coventry fans as well. So do you know what it is, though? Do you not think it's just as good now that they're just doing so badly in the Premier League? It's excellent. It it brings me nothing but joy week in <laughs> and week out at the moment. Well, John John Parslow, you, you'll hear about John Parslow in a bit. He was sending me a note, and he went on on Saturday afternoon or whenever it was when they finally got a point. He went just a googling list of things with two points now. Just. <laughs> 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 oh, he's like, yeah, no, they're not having any fun. It's a dreadful place to be as the Premiership. I know we're all aspiring to do it, but God. But we've, everybody here in this, uh, recording this, has, has felt what it's like to, to be near the bottom or at the bottom or losing every week in the Premier League. It's, it does really start to, to dig you out after a while. And that, I know that they're going to have, their fans are going to say, ah, oh, we're in the Premier League. It's the best thing since sliced bread. Blah, blah, blah. But that's absolute horse crap because get past Christmas and they still only got one point on the board. I assure you they will be thoroughly miserable. And I look forward to speaking to them. <laughs> I remember being a Sunderland fan when we got the lowest points record with 19 yeah. and then break it about three or four years later with 15. <laughs> so, but it's, I think Derby's, Derby's, Derby. Derby get 10. Derby got 11, 11, points. 11 points. 11 points. Yeah, that is, that's a shocker, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That is an absolute shocker. I, th- I think that's under under serious threat, not just from Luke. Now, I think Sheffield Chef United are going to be down there as well. And 
Well, that, that was terrible, wasn't it? It wasn't just the manner of the defeat. It was how they, the, just the way they conceded those goals. Yes. Yeah. They worry me, Sheffield United. They really do. The, the worst thing was about it was the, the manager afterwards said, well, we need to expect this. Well, get me the 8-0. 8-0, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, what, that's what winning promotion can look like. Man City were all bet noir. We couldn't get, get a t- we couldn't touch them, really. Liverpool at Anfield also used oh, to be. Yeah. I think I worked. At, I think it was eighteen-one. My aggregate score going to Anfield at the end of the Premier League. Uh, I'm uh, sure it was eighteen. Avert your ears, Ant. Avert your ears. Uh, Daryl Yamat scored for us, didn't he? He did. He, he, yes. he, he form, of a former club that we won't mention on this podcast for you. Just a special sensation. Anyway, so let's have a look at it. last season. You had a really good season because first of all. Alex Neil fucked off, which was quite nice. And then Tony Mowbray. Oh, oh, come on. If there is a more dislikable individual than Alex Neil, then it's Paul Ince. Other than those two, they're in a fucking league of their own. Right. But you bring in Tony Mowbray, who seems to have gone. Uh, Blackburn have looked at him and gone, yeah, thanks for all the stabilizing of the club and making sure kind of everything goes all right. But over you go over there. And he seems to have picked up the reins last season. Playoff semi-finals notwithstanding, and this season, and carried on. How's it been since the uh, the recovery from the semi-final? Yeah, we've, we've started all right. Yeah, we've done okay. We've obviously lost a few players. Ross Stewart's gone. Southampton. Mm-hmm. See what happens with that. He'd probably be under a different manager when he's fit. So we'll see what <laughs> goes on. But we've done what we did exactly as last year, where we've brought in seventeen-year-old French players who. Seem seem to be unbelievable. Um, but we've signed, obviously, we signed uh, the better Bellingham in Job, and he's he's just tremendous. Uh, what a footballer he is, and, and and what a footballer he's going to be. But I think we've made some quite sensible signings. Obviously, we needed strikers, so we went and signed three, and one who's injured, who a lad there called Louis Meander, who signed on a Thursday, got injured on the Thursday afternoon, and that's we haven't seen him yet. <laughs> but we also managed to keep a hold of fast Stewart, obviously the players who got us the the playoffs last year, obviously yeah. Patrick Roberts, Jack Clark, Dan Neal, Alex Pritchard, and Dan Ballard and you know, we've kept the core of that side added one or two players uh, here or there and it started off it started off alright we had a, pre- a complete waste of time pre-season in America where we played third tier American teams which is probably like your non-league yeah. sides yeah, it was a bit of a waste I thought that was a waste of time we only had one proper friendly and that was against Real Mallorca where it was quite a good game finished 1-1 and then their striker tried to break Luke O'Nine's leg which resulted in a brilliant pitch invasion. It's a sight to see, isn't it? The pitching, you know, brilliant there. In pre-season. Right. It's a great sight to see in a pre-season friendly. Fantastic. And then we got stuffed off Hartlepool a week before the season started. We're like, right, what's going on? Lost our first two games against Ipswich and Preston. But I thought, to be fair, I thought we probably should have, we should have beat Ipswich. We were well on top until they scored. They scored on the... The last, I think it was the last kick of the first half. Nathan Broadhead, of course, excellent. Is going to score, and he did. And then this got straight after as well. But I thought we played all right. And the same at Preston, I thought we're, we're going to be fine, even though we lost to Preston. You look at them two now, they're top and second, so they're obviously good sides. Yeah. Whether they can stay there or not, I'm not sure. But they're up there, aren't they? I think second and third. I think Leicester's top, aren't they? But anyway, sorry. And then we beat Rotherham at home. He got over the line. Joe Bellingham scored twice. And then... We've got a really good, respectable draw down at Coventry. We always get beat off Coventry, so it was, I would have took that. And then Russell Martin brings the Southampton side up. And I don't know if you guys... Have you guys played Southampton? We yet? haven't, yeah. No. 
get Martin. used to Russell. This is the weirdest thing about Southampton. Russell Martin, whilst the music and everything's going up before the players have all come out, goes over and applauds the Southampton fans like this is all about me, bollocks. Oh. Um, and then we went and beat them 5 0. <laughs> they, they've just fallen off a cliff, haven't they? I don't know what's have, going on there. We broke them. That's what we've done, Carlos. Mm. We've broke them. Yeah. <laughs> That's good news. That's good news. We had coming up against Martin when we played them. We played his Swansea team last year between Christmas Swansea, and New Year. Yeah. Uh, they did us for fun, and it was like, oh, so it's one of. But hey, different team, different manager, different mm-hmm. playing style. Who knows? But yeah, he does like to pass, doesn't he? And he does love himself. He's not quite on the Alex Neil Paul in scale, but he's getting there. He's getting there, isn't he? If I had hair like him, I'd love myself as well. I must be honest. <laughs> the Paul in scale. Is that an actual? Is that an actual measurement with you now, Peter? The Paul Ince scale. We, we may have to create something. We may have to create something like the Taylor Bassett scale previously. Yeah, which was how good or how David Bassett you were as a Watford manager. We may just have to do it for the ones that we loathe the most. I can see a social media poll coming for no apparent reason other than piss taking, letting everyone else join in. Why not? Why not? Oh, cool, good stuff. Well, with losing Stuart to Southampton, of course, as you say, you told him to him and then went and absolutely mm. fucking dick them on the day that, that, that you sold them. But of course he was injured. His contract was expiring and at the end of the season. So it was like, well, if you don't sign a new contract, we're going to have to do something. That was something that was really forced on you really, wasn't it? In terms of that. It, it was. And I think the kind of voices that were coming out from the club was he was not going to sign one. So what do you do to a player who's unhappy? You sell them, don't you? And it, it, it's one of those things. And, Southampton came with an offer for 10 million quid for a player who's, who's who might not take part this season. Yeah. 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 He's, he's still on. I think he said like maybe towards the end of September, he can get back the contact training, but you're still looking at another month, six weeks, aren't you? And he's not guaranteed he ruptured his Achilles. It's a horrible injury. It's one of the yeah. worst ones you can do in football. You're not sure how good he's going to be. I hope for Ross Stewart's sake that he fires goals for Southampton. I really do, apart from against us. I hope he does have a, a good end of his, the rest of his career. But the lad's not 21, 22. He's 27 years old. So 10 million for a bloke who's, who was injured. For a bloke who's, yes, he had a good start of last season. So he looked a very good player. One of the best in the championship. But there's no guarantees with him. And 10 million for that. I think we've got a cracking deal. I think I've bit the hand off anyway. And I know it, it split the, it did split the fans a little bit. But I think when you put your team, you sudden them specs off and you put your sensible hat on, it's a good, it's a good deal. And we've spent that money wisely already. So I, I think we'll be all right. And the thing is, we got used to playing without a striker so much last year anyway, because he was injured for the majority of the season. So we're, we play around that anyway now, which is a little bit harsh on like Mason Burster who's just come now and Lewis Amir who's came. Now that we've got two centre forwards, we're not quite sure how to play with them because we put dreadful crosses in for the for the lads, bless them. So we're just used to scoring them perfect goals now, which is a little bit of a, you know, we're not, not quite sure what's going on now we've got strikers. So take some getting used to it, but they'll both be all right to be fair, both are good players. Fair enough. What What's the... What's the expectations this season then, in in terms of the transfer business that you've done, and where you're gonna where you're gonna end up this season? So I said I said at the end of the last year, especially with the teams that came down, I didn't think we'd get playoffs. Now after seeing us the last three or four games, even take Sunday and put Sunday to one side because that was a freak result as we battered Cardiff for 87 minutes of that game and just couldn't score and then conceded the most uh-huh. stupidest goal. Put that to one side. 
That's the championship. That's it. That's football, isn't it? It's, it is That's what it. it is. Yeah. Uh, but I think Leicester will end up running away with it. But then, and then probably Leeds, because Leeds signed Joel Perot, which is a fantastic signing. But bar that, I, I, I'm not scared of any other team. I, I would say playoffs again, especially now, fingers crossed, that we'll have fit strikers, fit centre-halves, because that's what kind of knocked us out of the playoffs. We just didn't have a centre-half fit, and um, we had to play Agilisa in the second half against Luton down at Kenilworth Wood, and you can tell he was injured, which was just one of them things. We just had to, we had to get some height in there. Now, we've got all that back, so I'm expecting playoffs, I've got to be honest. I think we're a good, very good side on our day. We just need to get used to teams coming to the stadium like and parking the bus. Because when we play football, teams who come and want to play football against us will beast because we're a better football inside the majority of the, the teams in the championship. But teams that come and put nine behind the ball or ten behind the ball or whatever, Trouble. we still that's the biggest stumbling block that we'll have this season. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. We, we, we've had the same. We've had the kind of seemingly play them off the park but not be able to score. I think kind of creating chances. Mm. Possession, yeah, lovely. Creating chances hasn't been great. But for example, Plymouth and Blackburn at home. Plymouth was a nil-nil. Blackburn mm. was a nil, except they scored one. So it wasn't. It was just one of those games exactly as you described there. But then last week we travelled to Leeds and I have to say Leeds look young, hungry, really. They've got some real good quality in there because... Yeah. Up until then, I think it's absolutely fair to say there hadn't been very much that had really impressed us, certainly this season. So it's one of those things. But anyway, uh, last question then before we move on to the prediction league that does not speak its name. In terms of last year, it was kind of Patrick Roberts on one side and it was uh, young Jack Clark on the other. Who are the men for us to pick out this season? Still Jack Clark, definitely. He's just on fire at the minute, scoring goals for fun. But as I mentioned before, I think Joe Bellingham's going the old massively in this game. I, I really do think he's going to be a wonderful footballer. What a signing! What a signing! Getting hold of him. And did I see he's taken Bellingham off his shirt? Well, yeah, he has Job on the back because he wants to make his own. Like we in this sort of, I actually for a seventeen-year-old kid, I think it's really brave to do and quite a sensible thing to do because obviously we all know. And I said before we signed the better Bellingham. We we all know Joe Bellingham's one of the best players in the world. You know what I mean? Birmingham supporters have said it. People that have seen the, the the two over a period of time that you've got the better player. So he's, he's a very he, he just I just can't say enough about him. And the problem is we take him off after sixty minutes every week, and it's like why? <laughs> it costs us the game on Sunday. He's got this ability of making runs that I've not seen before in a player. He, he just knows that where he needs to be straight away, and that for a seventeen year old kid, it's just going to get he's just going to get better and better. Um, isn't it? So obviously he'd be the one I'd say that I've been so impressed by him. But also a little bit one, like a left field one. We've, we signed a, a French lad called Adil Ashishir. And I think right I said that right. I think I said that right. I'm not sure. He'll be all over that. Pete loves it. Was, it was so pleasing. I don't think we're really worried if that's actually his name. I think that's what we um, but he's come on in the last couple of games and... He's looked all right, to be fair. And I really like the look of him. He went down, he was at Appleton yesterday. We played Derby under 21s, and I think it was in a friendly or something. It was our under 21s. And he looked the real deal, to be fair. I was really impressed by him. Uh, we've got young lads, obviously, young lads coming in. Obviously, Chris Rigg, the youngest goal scorer in the championship now, scored against Southampton. Going to be a great player. And then, but we've added this blend of experience that we've got now. Bradley Dack coming in from Blackburn. But he's been injured, so hopefully, touch wood, he's back for next week. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to say Bellingham and then 
Ashish and also Pierre Etois for the three who I didn't see last time. So obviously we didn't sign two of them. <laughs> Etois going to be a great player as well. I am currently looking at how you spell Adil Oshishe. And trust me, if it was on countdown, you wouldn't be asking for many consonants. Trust me. <laughs> he, he likes a vowel, does that boy? Bloody hell, fuck. Hello again, it's Justin, and I'm here to share the news that Do Not Scratch Your Eyes have been shortlisted as finalists in the Football Content Awards 2023. The category we're shortlisted in is Best Podcast Football League. Voting goes live on Monday the 25th of September at midday and closes on Sunday the 8th of October at 23.59. Fan voting is done through the Football Content Awards websites, Instagram and Twitter. We're asking you to give us your vote. Thank you very much. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. <laughs> at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens when we come to you under the lights at the Stadium of Light. A segue this is. We're going to be going now to where the rubber hits the road in the completely rubbish DNSYE Prediction League. We have not told you because we're not telling anybody until you come on and you kind of sat you won't there. come on otherwise. They won't yeah, come yeah, on. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. You'll remember how shit this was last year when it was a, when it was a three-way tie between yourself representing the EFL, Carl and Justin. We've made it a whole lot worse because a lot of other people have got involved and it's just gone completely tits up, basically. The the scores, as they stand at the moment, see Justin up at the top with, with 10 points. Obviously, if you're listening to this, guys, we're recording this before the Middlesbrough game, so we don't quite know what's happened there. But as we're sitting here chatting to Ant, Justin's at the top. The EFL are in second place. One all is a prediction of its own. You are not allowed to predict one all anymore. We've taken that piece of joy away from Justin straight away. <laughs> We've then got... JP Gap Bank, the uh, Backgammon FC. Carlos is, Carlos is joint on points with Artificial Stupidity and Jarvis Cocker Spaniel. All will become apparent, probably, at some point. <laughs> Normally, as you'll know, the guys don't get to select until they have to go last. But because Justin is away, we have pre-recorded what he's going to go for. So let's hear what Justin is going to go for against Sunderland away. Okay, so Justin, you're away still when we play away up in the northeast again, Sunderland away on on Wednesday the fourth. It's going to be an evening kickoff. What do you think? Away to Sunderland, doing quite well in the in the table thus far. I'm going to base this on the fact that we haven't won away unless we did beat Leeds, and I won't know that. Oh, as a... oh, oh we have. It was at least four one, was it? Four one. We won. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, we I wish I wish I'd missed that. Wow. Okay. Carlos and I have every confidence. Let's go for. Okay, let's go for a Desmond at Sunderland. We love a Desmond. We love a Desmond. Desmond is is the new one one, isn't it? It really is. It really is. 
There you go. He's gone for a Desmond. He gets the opportunity to select and he's gone a Desmond. The old Desmond 2-2. Love it. He has. He has. So he's already, he's run. He always has to go last. He always complains going last. So we let him go first when he's not here. (laughs) Oh, you've got to love this level of mental cruelty. So in the meantime, and with that particular chart you will have seen, one all is its own prediction. And it's gone one all, unsurprisingly. It does that predictably each week. But you will have seen JP Backgammon comfortably eschewed in in mid-table. And JP Backgammon is from uh, from John Parslow, who basically takes his backgammon set wherever he may and, and then basically uses the backgammon board and the dice resplendently to predict what happens in football matches. And sometimes he might be on the road, like at the Great North Run. Game week 10 predictions league and it's Watford v Sunderland and we're here in the northeast for one of Watford's greatest exports and Sunderland's angel of the north also Kevin Phillips Derby we're going to play the backgammon set in the shadow of one of the iconic figures of the north here we are game day under the angel of the north the dice are ready Mackens to go first. All the dice. And that's four minus one. Sunderland three. Watford to go next. And that's two minus one. Watford one. So the score is Sunderland three. Watford one. There you go. There I you don't go. want to be the geography police, but that's in Newcastle. It's gone before he's travelled. He's gone. Hang on, family, because they've all gone and run and done the Great North Run. The other day. He's gone. Hang on, just need to get a print of Kevin Phillips, right? Because everywhere he goes, he like he has like some kind of emblem. The other, the other time he had, he was. We worked out that he'd driven about three miles with a stool, a backgammon set, a set of goalkeeper gloves, some dice, and a framed photograph of Steve Sherwood. Who's Steve Sherwood, would you ask? Exactly. It's just one of those things he does. Anyway, he's gone 3-1, or rather the dice have. And I really do like the fact that if you haven't yet seen it now, because it will be up on, on Twitter, there's no reason why we should go through this nonsense without you all suffering as well. He is there playing this on the Angel of the North, and there is a kid doing what kids between four and all over it. Which is climbing and having reckless endangerment, looking down at John, going, What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, you mad <laughs> man. Yeah, this is grown mad. And I like the and fact that this has now become the Kevin Phillips Derby as well, which, yeah. you know. John, John does that. John, John finds themes where themes are not. Like He's done well. He has, he has previously recklessly endangered himself. It's involved trampolines and also stepladders. Fortunately, this time, we only just went for a regional icon, which is great. So there we go. So what else have we got? We've got uh, Justin with 2 2. We've got John with 3-1. Random Stupidity has selected Watford to lose 5-1 to Sunderland. I think Random Stupidity yeah, might have not, some... Doesn't like us, Random Stupidity, does it? Did that Random Stupidity claimed 5-1 against Leeds. We lost 3-0 and he's, re- he's claiming the same thing. If yeah. it was anything other than a computer-generated piece of nonsense, I'd be having words with him, but there we go. We'd started off only with six people involved, but within week three, we got contacted by Ben, the owner of Jarvis, um, who said, I think my dog wants to join in. Hello, mate. So, Sunderland versus Watford, mate. Oh, just before we start, you're not wearing any clothes, mate. Why is that? Not prepared to comment? All right. 
All right, then, so my fluffy friend, it is Sunderland versus Watford. Okay, now you haven't predicted a Watford win for a while, and Watford haven't won on the road for a while. So I think I can see where this is going to go. So when you're ready, mate. Okay, you ready to go? Go on then, pick away, pick away, pick one. So remember, you're not one over. Straight away, this is Sunderland. Sunderland nil, that's a great start, mate. Great start, right. Now, yeah, that's that. Now pick Watford, pick Watford. That one's already gone, mate. Well, can't see that really happening, but Watford five. So Sunderland nil, Watford five. This is got out of hand, this has. Jarvis, Jarvis <laughs> is selecting. There's five goals being scored by somebody or other, clearly. Although this might just be a big heap of shite and we just don't know anyway, never mind. There, the music I was trying to get, because Justin's not here. Now, I only know one band from Sunderland that I'm aware is the Future Heads. Franklin Bunds. The only band I know from Sunderland. Have you heard of Franklin and the Heartstrings? Oh, no, we were slightly famous a few years ago. They're from Sunderland. Oh, there we <laughs> um, are, Steve. And the lead singer, Frankie Francis, does our commentary on a Saturday. There we are. Ah, see, <laughs> this is just, this is incredible. Seamless, seamless link, that. <laughs> Look at that. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, we finally turn then to the EFL after this long, <laughs> convoluted old, old rubbish per normal. And we get to turn to Ant and say, Ant, what do you think the score is going to be? Sunderland? Versus Watford on the fourth evening kickoff. You cannot have two all. Desmond is out of here. You can't have one all. You can't have three one or indeed five one to Sunderland. And you can't, despite the overriding temptation to predict that Watford will win five nil away, you can't have that either. What else do you think might happen? Anything I see now is just going to sound dreadful because I've just watched a bloke playing backgammon on the ends of the north and a dog. So I'm gone. Yeah. I'm done. Uh- and I can't remember really what any of them said. So has 2-1 gone for us? I'll go 2-1 Sunderland. If you've got, that is yours. 2-1 is yours, which means we come to Carlos predicting last, even though you're in last place, which seems... Yeah, really unfair. It seems unfair. However, yeah, yeah it's unfair. Go on, unlucky. what are you going to go for? Basically unlucky there. That's what you're saying, isn't it? Pretty much. Yeah, I can't see us getting anything at Sunderland. We haven't won for a very long time away from home. So I will go Sunderland to Watford nil. Oh, dear. Well, the last game that we played, everybody predicted that Leeds would win, with the exception of one all, which predictably predicted a draw. And everybody just basically got a single point. Here, we've got the same kind of thing being predicted. But in the meantime, we have to play Middlesbrough. And who have you got at the weekend? And we up in Friday night at Sheffield Wednesday. An extra oh, night recovery. Oh, that's oh. three point, that's three point for you, then. <laughs> Oh, well, there we go. So it's a double header over next week. It is the, the Watford women who will be playing on, will have played on Sunday, probably by the time you've heard this. So we hope that that game has gone well, but also obviously on Wednesday at the Stadium of Light. We'll see how we get on. Right, Carlos, if, if you don't mind, we just need to find out a little bit about, because Justin's not here, and therefore, <laughs> Carlos and I went, well, in that case, what we really need to do is let everybody know what the fuck is going on with the Fantasy League, because Justin doesn't <laughs> like the Fantasy League. He, he starts it off in about August, and he starts looking at it again around the end of May, and then he's really That's concerned. That's <laughs> why he's last. Carlos, well, sir. Yeah, this... This is really interesting at the moment because I, I was looking at this before we started and I can't actually find Justin in the league. Now, either he's, he's, so just, bad. 
he's just know. done so bad. He's just thought, fuck it, I'm out. But no, I can't actually see him. So well, I'll, I'll speak to him as soon as he gets back. But firstly, uh, 128 people joined the Fantasy League, which is incredible in itself considering where we were uh, last time round. There's no last place in the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes Fantasy League. But there, there is... <laughs> Is there yeah. 124th, though? That, that has something called Carl yeah. James in it. No, I am struggling this year, however, but I'm not quite bottom. Uh, 128th is Hugh Jass, or sorry, Jessica Bishop and their team at Hugh Jass. 219 points. It's actually all right. It's actually Winning good. Winning on the name alone. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, I'm, I'm currently 122nd out of 128, so I've got some pissing work to do. But if we fly up the top of the league, it is quite interesting up there. Martin Kittenberg with Alt M. Heath, who I believe he's from Sweden. I've spoke to him before. He's on 413 points flying at the moment. Top four, Alex King, Bottle Jobs FC from last season. Alex, Alex King knows what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, he knows his stuff. Yeah, he knows his stuff. Stephen Golding with Woodsy Loves Watford, 409 points. Second is CJ's Invincibles, which I wanted to claim, hence my initials. But unfortunately, yeah, that's Christian Jones, who is on 410 points. And that's the top of there. But we also have the Super Six, which again, if you uh, talk amongst yourselves, we've got 32 members uh, in that league. I currently sit 23rd. Just get that out there. Very good. Um, there's, a, a no- there's, a, there's a pleasing level of consistency to your lack of performance. Yes. Well done. Yes. Annoyingly, annoyingly, Justin Beatty sits 17th. <laughs> oh, love it. Justin is currently punching the air next to a swimming pool at the moment, I imagine. Go but, on. But the one person I do want to mention, there's two players down the bottom who have got zero points, which means they haven't entered any week, well which done. is fine. But, well done. Um, but our good friend Wendover Horn, with his excellent football knowledge, currently yeah. sits third from bottom. <laughs> Greg, come on. Yeah. Come Gotta on. Gotta sort that out, Greg. Gotta sort yeah. that out. Mrs. Wendover, sort him out. Sort remember, him out. Remember, there are prizes to be won. We did it last year and we will do it again this year. Don't know what it will be. Probably something that I find in the bottom of my draw somewhere but that's not the point it's about taking part that counts yeah whatever <laughs> well done <laughs> but I love the fact that Justin has now completely vanished off there Justin is the berry of fantasy league it's not good <laughs> is it that's not good at all never no, no, he's literally folded not even mid-season anyway let's say Ants, thank you so much for joining us as ever. Great stuff. Glad that the season's going well. Carlos? Yeah, pat on the back, mate, also for your nomination, because uh, we know that you're uh, you're in the same awards as us, uh, which is absolutely fantastic. Thank you so um, much. Yeah, we'll definitely give you a, a vote, mate, because anything that um, goes on in the women's game, that you, you, you really stand out for us. Um, we Pete does um, a, a great bit for us. Um, in terms of of trying to drum up the Watford supporters and getting getting as many people involved uh, as humanly possible in in the women's game, and it's a credit to you, my friend, for, for being nominated and doing the things that you do, mate. So well wow. done. Really appreciate it. It's a massive team effort as well. Just want to like obviously go on in to say well done everyone on the team, and please if you can vote for us. I think we're all going to get pissed together on a table, aren't we, guys? Still be absolutely, all right. absolutely. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. And that's we have wins. <laughs> this is my theory. I think what we should do is get something on. So at least one person wins on the table, and then we can all pretend that we've all won. We've won. Yeah, we'll just take pictures with it. Yeah. Nice. Just individual photographs and just go, yeah, no, we won. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, if you are good enough, and thank you so much to everybody who has voted us for us in the FCA Best Podcast Football League category, what category could people vote for Hawir the Lasses at the same time? So ours is slightly more difficult to quantify. Uh, so we are in Best in Women's Football, but we are under creators and not organisation. So there's two bits of best in women's football. First one's organization. Second one is creators. We are in creators and it's how we are the last pod. Um, yeah, just massive thank you to anyone who has voted for us already and who will continue to vote for us. Um, I guess it's just something that we, we were over the moon to be nominated for in the first place. The competition that we have in that category is, is immense. There's, there's, there's like podcasts with... 4,000, 5,000, one with 40,000 followers on Twitter. Yeah. We've got 965. So it's basically, we are the David in that league, hopefully to beat the Goliath. But just to any help that you can give us for, we'll be over the moon. Thank you so much, everyone. Like I say, who already has and continues to vote. And yeah, how are the lasses, basically? <laughs> and I think we will get this table together and represent all of the clubs on the table. And um, basically, we will be David versus Goliath in the, if we don't win, we'll just claim it was a conspiracy and then go out and get heavily drunk sense of the word (laughs) I grant you David and Goliath the biblical version has possibly slightly less alcohol than that but I think it's all the poorer for it so there we Mm. go right there we go everybody there's Ant fantastic stuff and thank you so much for coming on a double header of a preview show if ever there was one yeah thanks so much once again guys and credit to you for your award as well massive congratulations and thank you brilliantly deserved because you you guys are brilliant so thank you so much for having us again It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.